This is Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a production of Catholic Radio Indy. Now here's today's program. This is Faith in Action on Catholic Radio. I'm Jim Ganley. Our co-host is Bridget Ayer. Hello, everyone. Great to be with you. Thanks for tuning in. And we're going to be checking if you've been uh, on each of our Faith in Action programs. We're trying to find out how the uh, organizations that our guests are with are getting back to some degree of normalcy in their lives. And uh, go ahead and introduce our guest, if you would, Bridget. Yes. Well, today we're going to be talking with Fred Yakey. He is the interim president at Providence Crystal Ray High School, and we're going to be talking about how Providence Crystal Ray really um, aims to help young people just thrive in, in, in life and to get them off to a good start. So welcome to Faith in Action, Fred. Thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to it. <laughs> and uh, Fred, we're, as I mentioned, we're trying to uh, help our listeners. Everybody feels kind of um, oh, I don't know, trapped a little bit by the work at home, the stay at home, the quarantine, the social distancing, and everybody is kind of tired of it, whether they uh, you know, have to continue it or not will be determined. But each organization that we're talking to is kind of climbing out of that dark hole uh, in their own way, kind of trying to inch their way back to uh, something a little more normal. Uh, what, what's going on at Providence Crystal Ray High School in that regard? That's a great question. You know, we have um, been going through this change, and certainly uh, the challenges like every other educational institution. But one of the things that we quickly realize is that um, although we are concerned about our jobs and our day-to-day, we still have to educate our students because we're an educational institution. So we wanted to make sure that we took care of our students and our families first. Um, outside of making sure that they are staying on task with their work, we quickly realized that many of our families are struggling with day-to-day living options, day-to-day arrangements of how they can survive. So we wanted to make sure that we're meeting the common needs of our families, making sure that they're safe, that they're healthy, and lastly, making sure that they can continue to support themselves as we all learn through this new norm. So we've been doing a pretty good job of staying connected. We hope that we can make sure that we can continue to do that moving forward. Now, Fred, uh, if you would describe your student body at Providence Cristo Ray, it is uh, the makeup of it is slightly different than the makeup at some of the uh, high schools in the area. Yes, um, very much so. Our mission um, specifically goes after students in Indianapolis who cannot afford a traditional private school education. So many of our students come from areas um, that they were traditionally go to public schools, um, and our schools are heavily supported by the vouchers. So we're dealing with students who have low economic needs, um, as well as the wherewithal where they could not afford an institution of such. So when something like COVID-19 takes place, many of our families and students are tremendously impacted um, because of their situations. Well, when I, um, Fred, we had, we had you in the studio before, and we're, we're recording this via phone, but I, I just was so impressed with you, and, and then I was, well, I was looking at the, um, the Catholic paper, the Criterion, a, a couple months ago, it was the, fe- the February issue before the pandemic even hit, and I saw a picture of you on the front page, and it said, a cut above, and you were cutting a student's hair. Tell, tell us about that. You go above and beyond, uh, 
the um, the Call of Duty there. <laughs> Tell us about that. When, you know, well, thank you, about That was a wonderful and a fun interview that we had. Um, you know, one of the things that I've learned in education early is that education um, does not simply mean to sit back and to regurgitate information to uh, students so they can re, um, regurgitate it back to you. But uh, I, I, I learned early that education simply means to erect or to pull out of. So a great educator really empowers their students to know that they have the tools within themselves. Um, so it was at that time, um, about 10 years ago, that I decided I needed to do a little bit more to really make sure that I impact my students. Um, and um, I came up with the after-school club called The Barbershop where I cut their hair and we just spend time just developing relationships. Um, I knew that every young man wanted a good, sharp haircut, and I could provide that, um, but they needed to provide something back to me, and that was them coming to school, paying attention, and becoming the best citizen that they could. Um, so since then, everywhere I've gone, I wanted to take The Barbershop with me because that's my personal ministry that God gave me to reach the kingdom and to reach more souls. Um, so while in Providence, Christa Ray, I thought it would be best to start a barbershop club, and unlike every other school that I've been at, here at Christa Ray, obviously, we can use the name of Jesus, and that power can mean something. And since there, we've been incorporating faith, we've been incorporating culture and grooming the outward and inward man, and the barbershop has just been that. So um been doing it for the last three years. It has been really, really successful. Um, Suspension rates have went down, um, retention rates have went up, graduation rates have just, the whole nine has really been just really impactful. So um, that ministry was started through that, and when the criteria came, uh, they wanted to know more about it, and some of the students um, that have been a part of the pro- program for the last few years were there, um, couldn't wait to get on camera and show their fresh hair cut. <laughs> so that's how that ministry came about, really grooming the outer man and guiding the inner man. That, that's a... Um relationship that most uh, high school students would not have with anybody in the administration of their school. And I'm sure as uh, they move on in life, that's uh, something that they'll remember and uh, hopefully, you know, use that as a, uh, as, as a guide for things they should do in their life. I certainly hope so. You know, that's really what um, the impact is. Um, and my desire is that they'll take this and they won't forget um, how I made them feel, you know, and, and that's something that's, that's really interesting. People will forget your name, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And if they can reciprocate this at some point in their life and remember what Mr. Yankee's done for them and they can give back, that's how we can make a difference in our world and particularly in our climate such as today. We're talking with Fred Yankee. He's the interim president at Providence Crystal Ray High School. And I, I mean, it was kind of a joke when I saw that. There was a lot of funny meetings when I saw that picture because in the COVID-19, there was a lot of attention uh, of people needing a haircut really bad. So, um, and, and not only that, but just that, um, that really that relationship is like none other. And I'm sure you've just really formed some real bonds with those students and that they really could look up to you. And um, I'm sure they come to you, too, like if they have an academic problem, too, even though maybe you're not their specific teacher. Has that happened? Oh, yes. We talk about everything you could think of. And many of our families, um, they have male role models, but many of them don't. So I quickly became, when I started this program many years ago, I quickly realized that my response 
is not just to be a great educator, but it's really to become a surrogate father. Uh, how to become a man, and not only just a man, but a man of faith, a man of God. And we talk about everything from academics, how to respond when you feel you've been disrespected, um, what to do to get your mother off your back, right? <laughs> we talk about relationships. We talk about sports. It's really a sacred ground that I created, that we created at school, where they can feel connectivity, right? And if you feel connected, then you'll want to come to school and you'll want to make a positive impact in your life. Now, Fred, the school itself is located fairly close to the downtown area. Is that right? Yes, our school is located off the of 75th and Bellevue, which is in the uh, near west side of town in the Hawthorne Community Center area. So if anyone's familiar with that, we're about a mile or a half a mile west of the Indianapolis Zoo, off of West Washington Street. Okay. And I'm wondering uh, if you have any thoughts that you would like to share on the um, uh, protests, I guess, or the rallies that are going on or were going on maybe by the time, hopefully by the time people are hearing this broadcast, hopefully those will be old news and a thing of the past. But if you have any comment on those and how those might affect the young people that you're trying to, so hard to work with. Sure. Our school, Problem Sister Ray, put out a statement where we stand with those um, that are being used um, by racism and bigotry um, because we believe in the mission of Christ and love. Um, and myself, personally, being an African-American man, I've experienced this my whole life. Um, so I think what the Lord, I believe, is doing, he's really uncovering the things that have been taking place, the injustices. So we who are believers of Christ and God can utilize the love, mercy, and justice that we all must take a stand on. And we cannot continue to remain silent when these injustices happen, but we must take a stand so God's will can be done. So our comment and where we stand are with those, but also with those that are doing it peaceably and doing it with the love of Christ. So thank you so much for taking our time for us to talk on those. Uh, we represent many of our students and the community that they serve to. And we want to use our vehicle of education to teach love and to teach mercy and to teach justice. And, and Fred, just as a follow-up question to that, you know, is there a way for you to help help students, um, and maybe you do this already, but to, I guess, figure out how to maybe not be in those situations? And, I mean, sometimes maybe they're unavoidable in terms of how to... Do you ever talk about racism and how, um, I guess, how to deal with it from being an African-American, like, from that perspective of it? Do you, you understand oh, my yes. question? Oh, yes, I do, candidly. Um, particularly, that's what we talk about in the barbershop, um, that when things like this happen, racism, um, you have to understand that it comes from a place of a spiritual warfare, right? Um, so oftentimes, mm -hmm. um, the adversary uses things like this to divide. But what you can do to control is what you can control. You can control how you respond. You can control how you feel. You can control what to do when you're feeling disrespected. Uh, I, I think those are things that, as a young man, my parents taught me that being an African-American man, these are the things that you have to control, right? But you also need to show that what you can control is within your power, but this is how you respond. If you happen to be pulled over or if you happen to do something uh, where you do certain things that unfortunately your 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 appearance matters. So these are things that I share with them that I have been taught that has really helped guide me along my life. 
Now, unfortunately, there have been things that, although I've been taught these things, I've still been a target, right? So uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that's, that's a twofold conversation because you need to have conversations on what you can do to control the narrative, but you also need to understand that there are certain things that you cannot control that is really up to God. But we have to activate our friends who maybe not are black and white, black, excuse me, but that are white, that can have a voice, that can also talk about the injustices, because it needs to be a humanity effort. It cannot be a divided effort. Absolutely. Well, I, I really appreciate you sharing sharing your thoughts on that, because we're all very concerned about this, and we need to get rid of racism because it's a sin, and Catholics don't believe in it, so we need to do all that we can to act together um, with our faith and in, in love of one another to stamp this out. Um, we need to take a break. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk more about Providence Crystal Ray and A Cut Above. Stay, stay, stay tuned for more Faith in Action. Alexa, what's the weather forecast for today? Alexa, what time is the Colts game today? Alexa, remind me to pick up the dry cleaning tomorrow. Has Alexa become a part of your daily routine? Then make sure that routine includes Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. Quick, easy access to Catholic programming 24-7. Just say, Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. I can't tell you, it's overwhelming how good I feel listening to it. It is so good. You guys are such a blessing. Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Ayer. Thanks for tuning in. Jim Ganley is in the studio, and we're talking with our guest, Fred Yakey. He's the interim president of Providence Crystal Ray High School in Indianapolis. And I wanted to talk a little bit about um, Providence Crystal Ray is really a, kind of a different setup. And I'd like to talk a little bit about maybe some of the academic or extracurricular activities that maybe are unique to Providence Crystal Ray. Absolutely. You know, our school is so unique. Um, our model is actually a national model where we have a number of schools, over 30 schools across the country, um, that have this model. So our, our setup is that in order for our students to attend, that they must commit to being a corporate work-study um, partner, or they must commit to working in a corporate work-study. And what that means is that we have over 90 partners in Indianapolis, Great Indianapolis area, that they're committed to allow our students to work in their offices for our students to get the hands-on experience in corporate America. And that, in turn, pays for a portion of their tuition. So that is one of the unique models that we use. But also, academically, we are college prep school. So we work specifically in making sure that our students will be prepared for college um, by making sure that they take the courses, as well as making sure that they have the tools and the wherewithal to be prepared. So our school is unique because students come to school at least four days a week, and one day a week they're out in corporate America working. So that works over pretty well. Now, what about business partners? For instance, let's say someone is listening um, to this broadcast, the show, and they think, well, maybe I want to be a part of of helping out um, with Providence Crystal Ray. Who can participate in terms of business? What types of businesses are you looking for? Um, t- talk a little bit about that and how that works. Absolutely. So if anyone is interested in being a corporate partner, um, I would invite them to visit our website at crystalrayindy.org. We have a section on our page that talks about our corporate work-study partner. 
Um, we have the likes of Eli Lilly, Bakerson Daniels, all of the hospitals in Indianapolis are a part of them. Um, and we have organizations such as Hope Plumbing that can be there. So I've said the first thing that you want to do, you want to ask how can you make a difference in the lives of Indianapolis youth, particularly the urban youth that we serve. So we focus on the inner city ministry. And many of our students just need an opportunity to be transformed. It's a wonderful transformation program. And secondly, there's a commitment that you will help to pay for students to have a quality education to help turn their lives around. In fact, stats and statistics say that education is the number one factor that literally can change the trajectory of certain students with environments. So we try to use this as a formation, as a way of ministry. And if these partners are interested in learning more about this, then I would certainly say come on board. Uh, we always have more room and, and for students to have the experiences to be diverse. I mean, we have wonderful testimonies of how corporate work-study jobs in our school has literally changed the lives of hundreds of students. Now, you mentioned the website there, Fred. And um, for people, myself, myself included, as often as I have written it, uh, if you ask someone to spell Chris Ray, it's not what they think it is. Go ahead and spell it for them, if you would. Absolutely. It's Chris Ray to spell C-R-I-S-T-O-R-E-Y-I-N-D-Y dot org. Again, that's C-R-I-S-T-O-R-E-Y dot org. That takes you right to our website. And I will encourage any listener to please go on. We are always in need of extra support, um, whether that's corporate work-study partners or either uh, sowing seeds into our ministry to make sure that we can continue to be prevalent here in Indianapolis. Are you in need of uh, volunteers other than teachers and other than industry stepping forward? Or do you need... Uh, folks to, I don't know, paint walls, uh, shovel parking lots, or do you need volunteers? You know what, that's a great question. We are always looking for opportunities for volunteers to come aboard. Um, Right now, because COVID-19, it's kind of hard for us to mobilize, but we do have an opportunity for people to come to our website, and if they want to sign up for something, you will be included, and we will get back with you with opportunities to do so. Um, Volunteering um, is such a broad landscape right now, but we always are offering support, or looking for support, rather, um, for people who can be committed to our mission. Well, Jim, I didn't know you were going to give Fred a spelling test today, but I'm <laughs> fine. My people uh, uh, correct today, because I wasn't quite sure if I had it spelled correct, so I'm glad you <laughs> put, put Fred to the test there. So, Fred, what about the fall? Um have you guys figured out, I know we're still figuring things out here at Catholic Radio in terms of going forward with, um, you know, opening up safely. Um, any thoughts on the fall or what you've worked out at this point? You know, that's a great question. We are, like everyone else, we are trying our best to come up with as many contingency plans as possible, as well as following the guidelines for the Department of Education and more specifically um, the, the Indiana Department of Education and our governor. So there's a few scenarios out there that we are planning for, scenarios such as if it's going to be e-learning again or if it's going to be a hybrid, some e-learning and some here. But we are knowing or we are planning that there will be school, but we're just trying to prepare for as many scenarios as we can. We hope that by the, excuse me, by the end of June that we'll have more clarity on that um, as we know that more guidelines from the CDC will be put out. 
Um, so, unfortunately, I can't really give you a, a solid answer, but just know that we are planning for multiple scenarios, much like everyone else. Okay. Fred, uh, you've been serving there as interim president for uh, quite a while now, and I know that uh, there's been a search for a new president, and for many people, they'll be hearing it first here on Catholic Radio Indy. Is that an announcement you can make as to who and when uh, things will, the change will be made there? Absolutely. You know what? It's been a wonderful time that I was asked to lead Christian Ray during this such a unique um, time period just in the world. Um, it's been phenomenal. It's been wonderful. Um, and yes, I am proud to announce that Christian Ray has selected a leader. Um, beginning June 15th, um, Tyler Ayers um, will be the new president of Crystal Ray. He comes from Bishop Chatard, um, very knowledgeable, uh, not only in the ministry of our school, but also in working with educational institutions. Crystal Ray is really, really blessed to have him lead, um, and I can't wait till he gets over here and you all have a chance to meet him, and you'll see why Crystal Ray chose him. Well, we'll certainly, uh, once he gets his uh, feet wet there, so to speak, and uh, learns the way around the school, we'll make it a point to have him back on uh, Catholic Radio here, and he can kind of share with us you know, his thoughts and uh, how he wants to see the school progress and you know, what, if any, changes there might be made with a new president. But that's down the road just a little bit. So, Fred, I want to go back to, um, we only have a couple minutes left, but I want to go back to... Um, you mentioned, you know, during the pandemic and, and you guys moved to um, online learning. And how did, I know you had some other struggles, but overall, were you pretty happy with the way things went in terms of continuing to deliver education? Or tell us a little bit about that. Because I know there were a lot of struggles for a lot of, a, lot of, a lot of schools to make that happen in such a quick, at such a quick rate. Yeah, no, that's a great question. You know, we had our troubles like everyone because just wasn't ready for that if you're not prepared for it. But thanks be to God, we made a very, a very great transition. We have a wonderful school leader, Principal Leslie Napore, and she was very intentional in making sure we involve multiple parties, such as our parents and our parent club, teachers, um, other schools within the archdiocese, as well as leveraging our network of schools across the country because we're such a unique model. And what we found is that we had to literally meet the basic needs first, such as Internet capabilities. All of our students have Internet, I'm sorry, laptops, but many of them did not have Internet. So we wanted to make sure that we could meet that need by providing as many packages as we could, as well as trying to um, leverage hotspots and talk to um, certain Internet providers that were able to work with our families. Once we met those basic needs, and we made sure that we came up with a system where we can use grace and fidelity because this um, epidemic was impacting every one of our families, we had to step back, not necessarily focus and drive education, but we had to remember that for many of our families, this was an opportunity for them to have a level and a grace with God. So we wanted to incorporate prayer. We wanted to incorporate a space for them to call and pray and to talk about anxiety. And then once we built in those measures of providing certain needs, such as food, such as prayer, such as Internet capabilities, we found that our, 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 our systems and our follow-up for education was a lot stronger. So eventually we worked through a lot of things, and it was great because now we know that we can do it, and we begin to strengthen the process throughout. So we were really blessed and fortunate to have the support systems that we have to make that transition smooth. 
Well, Fred, well, Fred, and I think it really. Well, Fred, ahead, the, the, Fred, the school was uh, very fortunate to have uh, someone like you be available to uh, step in during that period uh, of all times in history for a person to uh, be given the task of interim president right while there's a virus going on and what uh, students are uh, to stay at home and different things like that. So the uh, sounds like you guys had it really under control and the school was very lucky that you were able to step right in there and keep that going during a really tough time. I'd say you got to have a sense of humor. Um, <laughs> when, I, when I was asked to take it over, I was like, yes. I just had a son, so my wife was like, okay, he's one month old. I said, well, I think it'd be a short term. And when that happened, God pressed the fast forward button and allowed me to learn everything. Um, but I, I appreciate it because it's been a joy to lead such a phenomenal group of people. But you know what? It's easy to lead something that you believe and that you live. Um, so this was something that I do every day and just had an opportunity that I was graced with the board of directors as well as the vote of confidence with our staff to do so. Um, and I have absolutely no regrets about it. Um, for such a time as this, God chose me, and I'm a very grateful for it. So um, in, in one minute or, or one or two minutes, what, what did you learn? What was your big takeaway from all this that's happened in being the leader, and it, especially in this pandemic time, what did you learn? Wow. Um, I learned, number one, is that when um, trauma happens and when life happens, you need to be responsive. Um, you need to communicate. You need to over-communicate. But not only that, you need to come up with plans, plans that are living documents. I had to build a crisis management plan. And that crisis management plan essentially took what school was into what school will be. And that crisis management plan um, was built with not only myself but with our leadership team. And I, changed, I just changed the name of our leadership team. It was called Crisis Management Team. And that crisis management team dealt with everything um, that we knew and how we need to adapt and how we need to change. Second thing I learned is that you need to have active and you really need to share the information that you are at um, and use your board of directors um, as the extension of the ministry. So we activated our board. We got them involved. We informed them. And everyone that was a believer of our ministry really stepped up. And it was absolutely beautiful. It really put the faith in the ministry in action where everyone was moving at the same place. So uh, I really believe that when God allows things to come upon us, he allows them to come upon us for one or two reasons. Number one, he wouldn't bring things on us that we're not able to bear. But secondly, he brings things on us so he can take us to another level, another dimension, um, so we can come out of it better than when we came in. Um, and I'm grateful for this lesson in disguise because it really has revealed where we can go in the time that God has put us in. Fred Yakey, Interim President of Providence Christopher Ray High School, thanks so much for being our guest. God bless you. God bless you, and thank you so much for taking time. You have been listening to Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a presentation of Catholic Radio Indy. You can hear this episode of Faith in Action again or any past episode at catholicradioindy.org. If you have a suggestion for a guest or topic for a future program, please call us at 317-870-8400 or email jim at catholicradioindy.org.